0: everybody i'm dave and i'm john and this is coffee and capes our podcast about two of our favorite things drinking coffee and
1: talking about geek culture yeah that's a fact i love it so much so much we hope
0: you're having a good week uh as much as possible with uh all the crazy things going on in the world Uh, We're here to provide a little bit of what we hope is a little bit of joy, a little bit of levity, a little bit of uh, fun for your week or whenever you happen to be listening to us. Um, We're so glad you found us. We we appreciate you being a uh, being a fan or, you know, if you're hate listening, I guess that's fine, too. Uh, However, you found us and
1: whatever you think is totally cool with us. (laughs) That's that's actually an interesting point. (laughs) Here's I got news for you, folks. Let's just talk about this really quick. Just just a quick note on the if you're hate listening, if you're hate listening to someone, you're still listening to them. <laughs> right. And they're still clocking those listens and that that attention. And it's moving their platform forward because they are helping to make it more popular. So, you know, just thought for the future. Also, there's no room for hate, guys. Like it, it'll physically make you sick. Yeah, it's not good. Let's not do that. But yeah. hey, we're glad
0: you found us for whatever your motivations, uh, and in on whatever channel you found us. But uh, you know, we like to remind you of all the ways you can connect with us.
1: Yeah, and by so, we, I
0: mean, John, I make him do yeah. this part.
1: It's okay. Uh, so obviously, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you Hi. found us there, right? Um, we're on Instagram, coffee underscore the letter N underscore capes. We're on Facebook. Uh, it's just coffee and capes on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter. We're getting awful close to possibly doing TikTok because what? Yeah, like my friends Amanda and Christina have been very adamant that it would be hilarious just to watch us fumble through TikTok over and over, and then it would be entertaining. I could probably get down with that. Yeah, same. Yeah. So keep an eye out. Uh we will make some weird attempts on tiktok to understand what it is i imagine the first few tiktok videos will just be us like going do i press this button what happens when i do this getting really close to the phone (laughs) like hello doing weird thing on yeah is this thing on so uh but we're not on there yet um we do have our website so there's a couple different routes you can go to get to the website you can use the traditional route of coffee the letter n and the word capes.com or if that's too confusing you just type the word comics.coffee comics uh, dot period coffee. coffee in your url in your browser and that will take you to there too um and then of course you can always reach out to us via uh via email supers at coffee and, and then we're on all your podcasty things spotify itunes go down the list yeah so that's where you
0: can find us so whatever way you're finding us thank you we're glad you did
1: mm-hmm. what's next uh let's talk about some coffee next let's talk about some coffee so our featured roast of the week is what do you got there dave i've got i've got Asgardian amber yeah we're still rolling with the as guardian yeah. amber folks yeah uh dave how do you like it? Uh,
0: I like it. It's it's uh, it's a little lighter, you know. If you're used to our dark roasts, you're gonna find it uh, much lighter. But I do think it's it's still good. It's still it's smooth. It's got just that hint of berry, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's made with some honey, so it's got that. You can kind of you can you can pretend that you're joining Thor in enjoying some mead because it's got that little bit of honey in it. Yeah, so I like that.
1: Yeah, I actually like that little uh, burst of chocolate at the end. Like it comes in with the berry, like has that little bit of, you know, that little bit of sweetness. And then at the end, you can definitely taste like the chocolate at the end. So I enjoy it. Like you said, it is definitely a little bit lighter. So if you're a dark roast person, like probably want to gear towards something else. But if you're a medium to light roast person, like it's this is it's it's a good cup of coffee. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a good cup of coffee. So Yeah, as Guardian Amber, everybody. Remember, limited time roast, Not going to be out forever. We just did this to celebrate Thor, Love, and Thunder, which I'm gonna go see today. Dave's gonna go see see. tomorrow. Correct. Yep. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, which kind of brings us to fan fiction. Okay. Uh fan fiction today comes from Justin McComas. Hey Justin. Hi, Justin. Thanks for uh, he he left us a review on our coffee. He really enjoys it, so appreciate the review, Justin. Thanks so much. But he said uh, when we posted about Thor: Love and Thunder, he said I liked the movie, but can understand people that don't like super. You know, I, I like that, and the reason you know it's a shorter fan fiction, but the reason that I like that one is I feel like that's the way it should be. <laughs> I mean, if you like it. You can appreciate the people that don't. If you yeah. don't like it, you can appreciate why people might like the movie, right? Instead of you know thinking everybody on the other side of the fence is wrong. Yeah. Right. I really yeah. like the the appreciating uh you know somebody else's point of view on something. Right,
0: right. That's kind of that's one of our ethos, it's part of our ethos here, I think.
1: Yeah, at least we attend, yeah. at least we try to be that way. Yeah, what I mean, we- every now and then i think we climb up on the are you serious kind of box of like well, why would some you like are, morbius? some things
0: require that sort of response yeah
1: but, but generally yeah. we're like you know
0: when it comes to when it comes to that's about humanity and how people get treated that's when yeah. we that's when we pull out the, the uh oh, the soap boxes
1: morbius <laughs> well true yes yeah yeah
0: no I, well no if somebody enjoyed that we wouldn't say there we wouldn't be mad at them
1: for enjoying it if they think it's good. No, uh, I, mean, I mean not mad. I feel like mad's too too. We would disagree with them, but we wouldn't like dream of a reaction. Like I'm not gonna be mad at somebody for enjoying Morbius. I'm gonna be confused. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna be confused about why they like Morbius, and I and I don't know that I would ever trust their taste in movies again. <laughs> well, fair enough. I, I, that might be too extreme. Uh, A little bit anyway. Thanks again, Justin.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate you. And uh, thanks for listening and for commenting and, uh, and for having that being an example of how to, how to uh, approach people's opinions. That was really good. Yeah. Hey, so uh, one programming note last week, you may know, you may remember we thought we were going to be able to have a, an interview this week and that uh, the the scheduling of that with a comic creator, Uh, Ruben Nahara I'm not positive yet if I'm pronouncing that correctly but uh, we we talked about having that this week and uh, scheduling wise just didn't work out so we are we're trying to make that happen um, as soon as we can we're really looking forward to our first interview talking to a real comic uh, artist and Mm -hmm. uh, comic book artist um, whose book is called uh, the best Archie comic ever
1: So yeah, we're hoping to make
0: that happen. Didn't work out this time, but hopefully it will soon.
1: Yeah, just lots going on this week. I I think just kind of all around. Yeah. So before we totally leave the fan
0: fiction section, a reminder uh, about our T-shirts. I'm wearing the
1: Hope T-shirt. So this is the Hope T-shirt, Gwen's Friends T-shirt. Yeah, the Gwen's Friends fundraiser T-shirt. Guys, they're super soft and comfortable. I wore mine yesterday actually to work. Uh, So it's a great T-shirt t-shirt Dave can you kind of lean back again and show everybody
0: sure happy to
1: yeah and then
0: on that side the back and turn around and
1: try to see can and you see. nope ah, there you are yeah we're good so the the impetus for those guys hashtag Gwyn's friends right that's for uh Philip one true nerd king his daughter Gwen is going through chemo for the the second time so um to help them raise the money and you know to be able to afford that treatment uh we're doing our part by offering this t-shirt up. Uh it was inspired by Rogue One, right? If you guys remember, rebellions are built on hope. Such a great movie, such a great movie. Um so anyway, that was the the thought process behind the t-shirt and uh all the proceeds from the sale of the t-shirt do go to directly to Philip and Gwen. Um, we don't keep any of the proceeds. Uh, you know, after we pay for the production cost of the shirt, like we're not keeping any of it. So, it's still available online. We'll keep it up there, honestly, probably for, forever. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, forever until uh, Gwen is free and clear of her her cancer.
0: Insert ra- angry rant about uh, the terribleness of our health care system here, which we did last week, and I don't need to rehash it again. But it's just nah, no, we don't need. It's anything. dumb that they have to resort to this. So yeah. we're going to do our best to make it happen for them.
1: Yep. You got it. Little by little. Dave, what's our topic
0: today? So friends, if you are watching us on YouTube or, uh, well, it's probably the only way to watch us at the moment. Uh, True. You're, you're probably a little confused because you know by now, if you've been around for any time, and I believe this is episode, is this
1: thirty nine? Is it 39? Yeah. It's in the it. upper 30s, so.
0: whatever it is, we it is. It hasn't been obviously important to us to keep track exactly, but we're in the upper 30s. Um, if you've been paying attention at all or seen us, well, let me reflect. If you've seen us at all, uh, you know that each week we try to have a little uh, a little hint to what we're talking about as our background, just because it's we think it's fun and you might not and you're entitled to that opinion, but we have fun trying to pick out some sort of uh, background that that hints at what we're doing. And you may be looking at our backgrounds going, uh, guys, that's that's not stuff that you usually talk about. In fact, you could make the case that's not even really geek culture that you're, you have pictures of there. It's just sort of movies in the broad sense, in the regular, like mainstream culture. And right. you would yeah. probably be right because we are varying things a little bit today we're, uh, both of us are catching up on, well, mate, I don't know how far along you are, John, but uh, having been watching Stranger Things, though not I'm not entirely through the, not entirely through this uh, fourth season yet, uh, been kind of inspired by all the 80s stuff and watching it with my kids, um, you know they'll sometimes they'll ask some questions is that really how you guys dressed is that really like is that really the music is that really what it looked like
1: and Uh, honestly honestly i gotta say most of the time yeah yeah that's kind of what we did (laughs) yeah the uh so yeah this is episode 39 by the way um one of the things that i really love uh and i'm done with stranger things and guys just so you guys know we are not spoiling stranger things today no, um, not. I want to be abundantly clear. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my friend Adam before the show, and I told him what we were talking about. He goes, "You guys aren't going to spoil Stranger Things because then I can't listen to the the episode if you are." He's like, "No, no, we're just talking about how it, you know, kind of throws back to the '80s and and what it's brought up for us." Um, but yeah, we thought we'd do a know- show
0: on '80s fashion and all the best short shorts. Oh, that
1: no, just kidding. We're not doing that. parachute pants. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson inspired an entire line of clothing that we were subjected to for the 80s. Um, yeah. But it, I do like the fact that Stranger Things has literally pulled music from the 80s mm-hmm. for its soundtrack. Like, it didn't try to create 80s-ish sounding music. It, it just grabbed music from the 80s. Um, and there are a lot of like there are a lot of things in this season that made me go oh yeah like that was a thing so one of the things before we kind of dive into the the like pop culture aspect that it that it's kind of reminded us of I remember playing Dungeons and Dragons absolutely in the 80s yeah and I remember all the like moms that got worried that the dungeons and dragons was turning their children into satanic cult ritual kids my mom was one of those actually like wow. she was worried because she heard all of that right sure. and then yeah learned later that it wasn't but
0: and it seems so ridiculous now but yes that whole like satanic panic thing of the 80s it was real it was a whole it was a thing it's not new um I mean, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but there's no, there's a whole thing about how that's connected to ancient horrible ideas, like the blood libel thing as a way for people to be anti-Semitic. And it's connected to, it's connected to QAnon now. Like there's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. We don't need like, to go down that we're way. You're not going right? to go down that way, but just know no. that like, don't be one of those people. Don't, don't be one of the satanic panic people. It's not right. It's not really a thing.
1: It's, but man, it's not real. I,
0: I mean, I it's remember. real that
1: people acted that way, but it's, it's sure. not yeah. real. That, and that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. it was, it was crazy to remember, like, yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, like, really got big in the 80s. Yes. Like, it yeah. got big. That's when we started getting, like, the hardbound books from, like, right. TSR. Yep. I had them. Uh, I have them. I, <laughs> do you really still oh, have yeah. them? Yeah. So, in a oh, box wow. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, mine, I used so much and carried around with me in a backpack, like a good little nerd, that <laughs> they just started to fall apart. Yeah. Right? They were stuffed with the papers that had like my characters on them. And yeah, you know, you knew what was neutral, what was chaotic, neutral. As a matter of fact, our friends, Brant and Molly still play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And, um, and they keep inviting me to come play on Sunday because that's when they play. And I keep having stuff going on. I got to make time to go do it again. Do. Just for like for no other reason than to just go and sit down and enjoy it and, yeah. have that bit of nostalgia and i had a blast and it led into you know once they got past the satanic panic thing do you remember there were all kinds of role-playing games that started showing right. up oh for sure like i remember having of-
0: one that was like a like 20s gangster stuff
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah there was- i remember no. the heroes one like the first like and it wasn't marvel and it wasn't like dc it was just called like heroes i mm. think and, it's like generic superheroes that you created. Yeah, and it okay. was a blast. Like That's it was, cool. it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. you know, played that religiously. They had Battle Tech, which came out, which was like kind of one of the first massive. Like you needed a giant table to put all the maps on mm-hmm. and. You had little figures and you painted the little figures and that might have been like the tail end of the 80s maybe 1990 I want to say 89 okay. maybe 88 um and I still love BattleTech. I still love those little figures I don't know like that's one of my nerd like loves is like the big mech driven things that's why I loved Pacific Rim so much as a movie there you go,
0: but believe it or not, folks, we're not actually here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> we're just uh, we're just talking about the connections to the '80s that uh, Stranger Things has brought up for us, and we thought it'd be fun then to just talk about some uh, movie franchises or movies from the from the '80s. Yeah.
1: Um, by the way, <laughs> so I love uh, your background because I remember first like airplane movies and
0: hilarious so funny and you can see i mean i'm sure if i showed this movie to my kids which i haven't uh that they could easily see the the connection to all the dad jokes like i think this probably this movie might be one that just that uh instilled the dad joke gene in me long 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 before i was dad
1: oh yeah like i mean the the Scene right there where he's like sniffing airplane glue, right? He's like, Yes, I picked, picked a bad week to quit sniffing glue. Yeah. Like, you know how many it's times I've so, used
0: that line? Like, Oh so my god!
1: Right? <laughs> yes. What's our Victor Vector? <laughs> we have clearance, Clarence. That was, we don't really get those kind of cylinder like, rugs anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, eh, yeah, you're right. Not I wonder if that's like sort those... of
0: the niche that, like, uh, maybe austin powers is kind of kind of sort of trying to fill i mean there are some silly i movies, mean
1: maybe but. kind of yeah it was very like mel brooks really pioneered oh, true. yeah like that you know we got that with like any and everything like blazing saddles and right you know a ton of different movies that mel brooks did so really mel brooks kind of pioneered that just continuous like one-liner jokes over and over and over again yeah and as an adult, I mean, I didn't see this as a kid, but as an adult, I appreciate the satire nature
0: of, of mm-hmm. Airplane and how it's like making fun of all the like super serious disaster movies that came in the 60s oh, um, yeah. and 70s that I never saw. But like, you know, I never saw that sort of source material, if you will. But yeah. n- now looking back at it, I'm like, that's brilliant.
1: It's just a brilliant send up of all that stuff. Well, and they even had the sequel that had like the space shuttle. Yeah. And William Shatner. Yes. Was, was in that one. And, it was, and I loved how they were always, they always had somebody super serious in the control room, talking someone through the disaster on either the plane or the space shuttle. Yeah. And the whole time, like everything's burning down behind them. And they're just super calm. And, and yeah. they're just super calm. The whole thing is over and they're still rambling on about some story they hope is inspirational to get everybody <laughs> through. And it's right. done. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, they were really good. And I don't remember as a kid thinking any of them were like, not that great. Um, they were funny. They were funny. That's right. Very funny. We're young. Um, yeah. And the whole, oh, the whole thing with uh,
0: like Leslie Nielsen's stick about the hospital. What is it? It's a big building. that holds patients, but that's not important
1: right now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was, thing. And, and you know, there are probably great. people out there that have just tuned out from this podcast. I mean, because because they're like, I don't get it. And that's OK, because uh, they're going to miss some of the other important things like, you know, the other movies that were that came out in the 80s that we kind of forget because the, I don't know, you just forget that they came out like when they came out, like Predator, if you see my background. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. That's probably that's so probably Arnold Schwarzenegger at the height of his powers, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about this. I watched this again not that long ago. I uh, went back because I love the Predator movies. Um, not all of them, but the original. Yeah. And every now and then they do one that's like pretty good. Um, but this so this always ties into Aliens for me, too. Like the very first Alien with Sigourney Reaver we talked about was more yeah. of a horror movie. Yeah. Then James Cameron came in and made Aliens. Oh man, that thing was epic. Yes it was. Uh, yes, it was. But the first Predator movie, I agree with you, right? Like when I went back and watched it, you realize, man, Schwarzenegger was jacked. Mm-hmm. Like, he was jacked. Carl Weathers was jacked. This was right. back when that era of movie where if you had some dude with a, a gun saving everybody they had to be massive yeah they're all on steroids oh yeah for sure i mean look at you had all the rocky movies with right. elester stallone he was always jacked and then he right. get jacked in a different way for rambo um you know and so but predator from beginning to end is probably one of those just like flawless pristine movies and has held up it's held up over time. Even if you look at like the special effects to make the Predator invisible. Yeah. Right. Even that part, uh, like, isn't bad when you think that it's done in 1987. Yeah. It's when that movie came out. Although when we talked about good, this. It. Yeah. Right. For 1987, like the Predator itself, when it takes yeah. the mask off. ooh. Yeah. The jaws opened up. I remember right, right. being in the Terrifying. movie theater. Like, yeah, what is that? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's still gonna kick his ass, but what is that? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it had a couple ridiculous moments, like we talked about. Right, the whole shaving with the giant <laughs> Bowie knife in the yeah, jungle, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And you know, there's some great one-liners from Je- uh, Jesse Ventura. He's like, "Oh, gosh, I got time funny. to bleed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got time to duck." <laughs> then all the explosions go off, and as we learned later on through the more professional like uh battle scene cinematography and coordination turns out soldiers don't actually just fire automatic rifles from the hip (laughs) (laughs) and hit everything but this was in the era of when they thought it looked cool yeah So everybody was like way down here and like, ah, yeah, yeah. And they just sprayed everything and hit everything at the same time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a little ridiculous, but overall, man, it's such a good movie. Um, and then predator two happened. No, it didn't, (laughs) but I think predator two, uh, predator Danny Glover. Yeah. In Los Angeles or something yeah in Los Angeles and I yeah. think that was maybe 1990 okay 91. so it doesn't count <laughs> yeah it doesn't doesn't, doesn't that count one doesn't doesn't count
0: <laughs> Let's see if I can it.
1: and it's a franchise that unfortunately like missed its opportunity to become something bigger you're actually exactly correct Predator 2 came out in
0: 1990 see so it doesn't <laughs> count for this conversation sweet um did I but, see a preview
1: that there's a new one coming out? Yeah, called Prey. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. We'll see it, and it's apparently happening like during the time if I if I see it right of when like the conquistadors come to America. Yeah,
0: it makes so me a little nervous anytime a big budget film is going to try to do something with with uh, indigenous folks like that could go off the rails pretty easy. But hopefully it's decent. It it looked
1: kind of terrifying it you know so that was one of the things about the first predator movie is it did this cool thing where you had like these action stars who were all like strong looking and handsome and jacked and you know not afraid of anything and then you had the terrifying alien that was like skinning people alive yeah not necessarily alive but he was skinning people people and hanging the bodies upside down and it went from cool action film to super scary like horror film yeah totally super scary horror film and you're just like oh my god what is happening um and then you know subsequent movies in this in this franchise been hit or miss Predators, where they dropped a bunch of people on the Predator planet, like a game preserve. I actually enjoyed that one. I'm pretty sure I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. Um, and then we've talked about before, and it's well documented my distaste for the aliens versus predators movie mm. that they've attempted to do at Sleepaway Camp. Um <laughs> speaking of though, Dave, what else is on your list for like 80s movies that you either were reminded? you liked or were reminded that was terrible well this is a little more uh
0: in our usual wheelhouse but talking 80s movies you got to come you got to go with uh christopher reeve as superman oh, no wait or is that 70s i just thought of this that I, 70s?
1: that's 70s i thought oh, man did i just shoot. i think the only superman movies that happened in the oh, '80s. oh you're
0: right that was 78 shoot
1: yeah uh superman well, superman 2? 2
0: superman 2 was 80 Superman yeah.
1: 383. So, oh, yeah, anything past two, we forget. Well, yeah, they went really south after two, yeah, they did. And you four, had the we nuclear, four, we don't even talk about,
0: yeah, that's the nuclear weird one, yeah. But, but, uh, Superman. but two was good, two? two was good, man. Come on now, so good with Zod great. and uh,
1: and that Superman was... losing
0: his powers. Yeah. Choosing to choosing not losing, but choosing to to give up his give powers. up his
1: power so that he could be normal for Lois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gene Hackman still doing a decent job as Lex Luthor. Yeah, um, yeah. uh what, what's the guy's name? The actor's name who played Zod? Because he's done. Wasn't it Terrence Stamp? Yeah, Terrence Stamp. No. Yeah, yeah. Terrence I'm Stamp. Looking, right? But I'm pretty sure so. I think so.
0: I think you're I right. Think that's correct uh old
1: oh old,
0: okay. old? why is it not right here i don't
1: know but i don't know anyway, that movie yeah turn
0: stamp general's odd yes yeah
1: so good so good from beginning to end it was like just super cool to watch you had multiple like super villains that had the same powers as superman and uh you know it really really kind of changed uh like the Superman mythos a little bit because he, he you know we saw him like kryptonite was in the first superman movie like you saw you know the typical kryptonite thing and Lex Luthor being super smart and all that jazz but then we got to see like like there were other survivors from his planet yeah and you know he had to think his way through some stuff he couldn't just punch his way through yeah Right. And then somehow the is it Phantom
0: Zone or negative zone? I can never remember which Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. Okay. Yeah. Negative zone is Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, negative zones where Annihilus Annihilus lives? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh so yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's classic. But that's also an example of in the nineteen eighties how quickly franchises went off the rails yes yeah that's true that's true yeah
0: i i remember thinking three was okay and four was really really bad
1: but i haven't i mean i haven't watched three and four ever what was three about i don't Mm. remember what three was about i remember four being the quest for peace and it was not good since here's the here's the imdb uh
0: rundown of three synthetic kryptonite laced with tar split Superman in two good Clark Kent and bad man of steel. Okay. Maybe I don't remember that one as much as I, I don't remember. It has I Richard
1: don't. Pryor in it. I remember Richard Pryor being in that one. Okay. But I, I, I don't remember. Yeah,
0: maybe not. Maybe you're right. I, re- <laughs> I retract my previous <laughs> statement. I'm not sure this was any good.
1: So pretty sure uh, the Superman franchise went off the rails after yeah. number two yeah for Uh, sure but there's still the lasting
0: legacy of i still see these sort of comments that like no superman doesn't have to be super jacked he's got the strength without being like jacked and that there are people that would say you know one of their complaints about henry cavill playing superman was he's too big that superman doesn't need to be huge like that they like him more like christopher hmm. reeve you know being more of normal size he just the
1: strength comes from within rather than being like right yeah I don't know I I you know I still stand on that I like Henry Cavill um yeah same I'm just saying like that was yeah but Christopher Reeve was a great great Clark Kent and a and a phenomenal Superman he was tall yeah he was handsome he you know he just He really had a good presence. It was a really sad thing when he got paralyzed. Oh my gosh. Um, Because he was iconic as Superman and everybody, everybody thought so. Granted, we all thought so because we chose to remember Superman one and Superman two. Two. (laughs) Yeah. Everything else got swept under the carpet. Yeah.
0: Well, these days we would say, well, three and four, that was, that was a writer's problem. He did the best he could with bad material. (laughs)
1: you <laughs> could with bad material yes sure we'll roll with that that sounds yeah. good um we'll just throw anonymous <laughs> writers under the bus tons of them you know what else came out in the 80s do tell uh ghostbusters
0: i wondered if we were going to bring that up i, I oh, thought so of yeah of course we yeah. are yeah we, we've talked about quite a bit um and my friend kathy is has uh threatened to boycott uh any of my sermons at church until until I go to see Afterlife because I have not yeah, seen that yet. As actually it's should. Like, I'm not listening to anything from you until you've seen that. Like, okay. Fair enough. I have not seen it yet, but... Uh,
1: it's important. It's really good.
0: Yeah. Um, So... So sorry to, to disappoint you, Kathy. Yeah. The... uh,
1: But the original Ghostbusters,
0: Ghostbusters like still, again, like formed young Dave's comedic sensibilities John with a hold 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 but when I think about both Ghostbusters I think about that opening scene where you know Bill Murray is uh clearly playing the con man like he's just making stuff up he's just trying to get a date
1: basically yeah yeah 100% he's just trying to get a date uh Sigourney Weaver had I don't know if she'd done the first aliens movie by then the first alien movie uh, I don't know if she'd done I can't remember if aliens came after Ghostbusters mm-hmm. or, good question not. yeah I'm not sure um and dude the special effects for Ghostbusters at the time were awesome sure and
0: of course, the music, like the song, right? It's still people still sing. it. people still know it. oh, yeah, you're gonna call. Right.
1: Who are you gonna call? Everybody does that. Like you could go yeah. down like who are you gonna call? people are like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, of course, right. it's it's an iconic thing. Yeah. Now, we tend to part ways on ghostbusters, too. Yes, we do. Yeah, which, you know, I like it wasn't as good as Ghostbusters one. Like it, it definitely didn't live up to Ghostbusters one. Ghostbusters one set the bar really, really high though. Yeah, I mean um, it was Ghostbusters '84, Aliens '86. So okay, uh, there you go. So Aliens came after. When did Ghostbusters yeah. two? Uh, I I don't
0: have that. An Alien in '79. So she would definitely done that first. Yeah. Ghostbusters two '89 '89
1: okay so ghostbusters 2 still in the 80s and i think that it's i think they were facing down a big task trying to you know do something that was on par with the first ghostbusters because the first ghostbusters was pretty perfect
0: like it was it truly
1: was yeah uh,
0: yeah from a but it also you know what ghostbusters 2 reminds me is that we love to complain these days that there's no original movies. There's only sequels or reboots or mm-hmm. like comic book movies. And there's some truth to that, but you know, talking about ghostbusters and ghostbusters too, is a reminder that the whole like, Oh, let's, let's pile on, on a, on a franchise, let's create a sequel is not a new idea.
1: No. As a matter of fact, one of the best action movies I think of the eighties, like fell prey to that and actually had a good sequel. And then with number three and the subsequent ones went definitely downhill. And, uh, and that was lethal weapon. Oh gosh. Yeah. Lethal weapon was great. Like the first one was so good. Uh, the second one was like almost even better.
0: There, so to me, the thing about that, so lethal weapon, 87 lethal weapon 289. 89. And all the rest happened uh, in the 90s, so we don't have to talk about them, thank God. Uh, but uh, you know what strikes me about that? I mean, obviously, now that we know Mel Gibson's yeah, a crazy person,
1: we'll just keep going.
0: But uh, has there been a, a movie franchise where the original and the sequel have such divergent feels and, and, uh, and, and, um, Like the first one is so intense and so serious and so self serious. And Mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah, it's great. And the second one is like so jokey and so like lighthearted. Funny.
1: And funny. Right. And
0: good. Like they're both good with being completely different styles
1: of movie. Yeah. I don't know
0: if anybody else, I don't know if any other franchise has pulled that off to that degree. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you think about, I mean, even if we go like to the very recent, not successfully right the batman movies so the first batman with tim burton that came out in the 80s 89 yeah right right um everything else came out i believe in the 90s 90s correct right so excuse me but not to the level of success that i think lethal weapon did, and not both being good (laughs) right because lethal weapon one and lethal weapon two were very different and they were both very good. so it's it's hard to kind of I can't think of anything that has done such a divergent feel between one and yeah. two. Yeah. And still like managed to pull off like, oh, yeah, like this is these are both great movies in very for very different reasons. Um, so that that was. You know, one of those situations where they probably should have stopped the franchise at two. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like you pointed out those next subsequent movies come into the nineties. And so there's a theme that seems to be taking place here. The eighties produced a couple like good movies. They decide to go into like franchise mode. Well, except for Superman, they go into franchise mode and then hit the nineties and the nineties just went, we can ruin anything. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Well, and you and I talked about this, like look at nineties comic books.
0: Yeah. The art is weird and bad like not and like not all of it but of course not all of them
1: right there were some pretty epic runs like we know jim jim lee's x-men in the 90s like the 90s comics have a
0: very particular style that's yeah oh yeah very 90s like everything's big and bold and like yes it's kind of like the it's like 80s what we think of as stereotypical 80s hair and and clothing (laughs) style and then just jacked it up to 11
1: yeah the uh <laughs> oh 80s clothing so um but you know going back to like the comic book thing and we just mentioned it, it michael keaton the first batman movie with yeah. michael keaton came out in 89 yes and, yes, it, did. and it was so good it was so it was good. so
0: different from any batman we'd seen on screen right well yeah before that we just had
1: adam west yeah Right, I think that was I think that was the only one we had. Adam yeah. West from the '60s doing yeah. the uh, Bat Tussie, right? Whatever do, that. Do, 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 do. Which, if you go back and watch that show, it, it's so campy. Yeah. But it's so great if it's you're so like much a fun. kid. They're having yeah.
0: fun doing it. Clearly.
1: <laughs> they they were 100. They're like this. Nobody's gonna take this seriously. Why yeah. should we? Yeah. Yeah. So it was great, but at the time too that that was made like. The comics were also a little campy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, they, they were a little more lighthearted and, and whatnot, and then started to get a little bit more serious into the. And now we've gone like,
0: probably you can make the case we've gone off the deep end with super
1: self serious Batman. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be curious to see what uh, Zdarsky does with his run in Batman because it just kicked off with 125. Yeah. So, which is available on our website if you really want. Which it. is available on our website. That's yeah, right uh so i don't know i can't think of any other be closing
0: john always
1: that's right abc i can't think of any other superhero movies that came out during this time frame yeah you know what it's
0: well arnold schwarzenegger was what we had for super for a you know a non-comic book superhero
1: yeah and he did a grip of stuff right he did total recall yep which was like what like that was another one that i remember watching and thinking some of the special effects were a little bad but then some of them you're like how did they do that that is so cool yeah um what's the running one was it running man running man yeah running man i don't know against richard dawson (laughs)
0: like
1: yeah yeah the family feud guy yeah That was a that was kind of a tough one. That was a confluence a
0: of that's a confluence of big '80s <laughs> folks right there. <laughs> that like maybe yeah. doesn't make any
1: sense. Uh, uh, I think those too, two what we got in the 1980s was kind of almost you could almost say like the height of horror movies. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> Friday the 13th. Uh, that franchise uh nightmare, nightmare elm on elm street, street yeah. texas chainsaw massacre i think jaws came out in the late 70s. 70s yeah i want to say around the same time as star wars actually we had two star wars sequels that hit in, in the, the 80s. 80s right right but and, sticking you know, with for my like, money as
0: as you know you can go back and listen to our one of our early episodes about when we ranked star wars movies i i would say 1980s uh the empire strikes back is is the best one like we have the, yeah i mean that's number
1: two on my list but yeah I, as we've talked about it yeah, easily flip-flops with like rogue one for me like just yeah. depending on the day and how i'm feeling so there's
0: a i mean you could make maybe i know i hadn't thought of this maybe that's a movie that that um the feel of it the the, the style changed not nearly as drastically as uh as the lethal weapon example but star wars
1: empire has a bit of a different feel a very different feel i would say yeah it, but as the movie went on in Jedi, like initially started out kind of similar, right? Because we they're rescuing Han Solo and yeah. Luke's, you know, coming in as a Jedi and and yeah. you know they're less well, no, Jedi. All... I was
0: talking about the difference from Star Wars to, to M. Oh
1: no, I think that was I think those two I think the big difference there is just the budget to do special effects and things definitely got infinitely bigger. Yeah but to your point i think you could say that the feel from empire to jedi got drastically different okay we got in in a number of ways right because it starts out very similar kind of feel but then where it really kind of diverges was that desire by lucas and company to try and you know make it kid appealing Mm-hmm. With the introduction of Ewoks, as opposed yeah. to going with what was, it was originally supposed to be Kashyyyk and all the uh, Wookiees. Yeah. Fucking George Lucas. Sorry. It's <laughs> <Sometimes laughs> been a very George, different movie. If they, if they should just Kashyyyk leave. instead of Endor. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give in to Hasbro all the time. Right we can make more money if you make them small and cuddly and then we'll make tons of toys and you own the toy rights. oh yeah well let's do that no no bad george bad george um not that we're holding grudges for 40 years or anything no but kind of back to the horror movie thing i mean really like we got a number of like Pretty great horror movies during the
0: 80s. Right. And once again, those franchises continued ad infinitum and got progressively worse, in my opinion. Not that I've seen <laughs> yeah. all of them. But by the time you get to the 90s, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 17 or whatever is uh, trash.
1: Friday the 13th. 105. X, Jason yeah. goes to space. Space. Is right. Come on. Hands down. And, and I'll, th- th- I talked to somebody who thought it was a, a really good movie. Good for them. Yeah, I I mean, good for you. I'm glad you like it. I, you know, I personally think it's just utter and complete trash, but it wasn't in the 80s. So we don't have to talk about it. Right, right. Um, however, what it did just make me think of, right, is if we're talking about like some epic 80s movies that unfortunately franchises haven't lived up to what the amazing incredibleness of the first movie. How about the first Robocop? Oh. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. First RoboCop was
0: something we hadn't seen before.
1: No. Yeah. Peter Welling is uh right, Peter Welling? Weller, I think. Weller, Weller. Tom Welling is uh from Lois and Clark or Smallville, sorry. So, so yeah, Peter Weller um as as the RoboCop. And can I just say Peter Weller, like body type wise,
0: very much um a very different hero. Uh-huh. You know, he was not the Schwarzenegger, uh <clears throat> um well, they
1: you know put him in a giant robot. You put him armor. in a
0: giant robot, yeah, sure. But he didn't start out as like giant right. jack steroid guy, like so many of our 80s heroes were.
1: Right. But he became giant robot guy. Yeah. Okay. And we got to see, like, I can't remember the name of the uh the other robot that he ends up taking on but it's such a like that was one of those that was fun to watch from beginning to end yes it 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 really was (laughs) um the special effects were good i'll never forget the guy getting melted by acid oh gosh like that was one of those I'll just never forget. And we got the dad from that '70s show as like the big bad.
0: Oh yeah, Kurtwood Smith is his name.
1: Ah, Kurtwood Smith. There you but he—he uh, he was great. Although, <laughs> you know, we never got the dumbass line that we used to get in '70s show. <laughs> but it was—it <laughs> was a good, like, it was a good movie and um there were a number of we actually got a number of things really when you think about it i I think the first blade runner came out in the 80s yeah i'm
0: pretty sure that's like 82
1: yeah harrison ford you know kind of riding the success of star wars like parlayed that into blade runner and
0: blade runner was 82
1: blade runner at the time and even today is a visually stunning movie like yes oh for sure yeah even if and you go back and watch it yeah. today the art direction in that movie and the acting and the story and everything about it was just this dark cyberpunkish like feel from beginning to end that really like drew you in for sure and you know we saw
0: the the sequel a few years back together mm-hmm. like it was yeah. visually still stunning i don't i don't know if the story was any good it was okay but like it kept but same deal right. like it looked so good that it kept us interested i think
1: mm-hmm. yeah the difference between that and the one you know the original was the original had it, it was really a good story yeah um well and the difference too between 1982 special
0: effects and whatever it was 2000 whatever 15 16 17 special effects yeah
1: yeah that's true and then um what else did we get during the 80s? There's so here's one. Stuff. Here's
0: a big one that we can't not talk about. Oh, yeah.
1: <clears throat> 1981 gave us Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's one I was just thinking of when we were talking about uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can watch that movie over and over and over Absolutely. and over again. And Absolutely. it is fun every single time. And every as time. Young
0: Dave, man, you're talking about that guy getting burned by the acid like when the faces melt off at the end of that thing oh yeah it's terrifying it's just however alerts for movies that are
1: 41 years old yeah i don't think so i don't think Uh, so. i think one of the best scenes in all of cinematic history occurs in that movie where indiana jones is facing off against the giant sword guy yeah yeah doing the flippy thing and he just pulls his gun shoots him and walks off like way to be the most realistic moment In all of movie history, like, right. And if if you've ever read any uh, interviews with Harrison Ford about that scene, like they were going into that scene and he apparently, I think looked at Spielberg and he goes, why would I do this if I had a gun? (laughs) Wouldn't I just shoot him? And they're like, I mean, we can try it. And they did it. And everybody thought it was so good and so brilliant. They were like, yeah, like, Speaking of moments in that movie where he shoved the guy through the propeller. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. There are yeah. some, ah, yeah. And then we how got about that temple. Oh, go ahead. No, no,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, how about that run from, for Harrison Ford? Yeah. Empire Star in Wars? 80, Indiana Jones in 81 blade runner in 82, uh, return of the Jedi in 83.
1: Man, when did temple of doom come out? Um, Good question. Because Temple of Doom was still good. 84. So there you go. 80, 81, 82, 83,
0: 84 with five iconic movies. Yeah. And the Kali Ma,
1: Kali Ma. Oh, yeah. That was
0: terrifying, too. That one starts out terrifying when they reach in and grab the dude's heart and pull it out. Like, what?
1: Right. It was absolutely like that was a scary movie to me. Like yeah. Temple oh, of Doom. Absolutely. Like, yes. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, mm. was at the end when everybody's faces melted off. That was scary. Temple of Doom started scary and just kind of rolled kinda on through. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was one of those where I would say they weren't divergent enough to be, you know, like lethal weapon. Yeah. But it was definitely like both were great movies. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Last Crusade. When was Last Crusade? Um, when was Sean Connery? I can't remember if Last Crusade hit in the uh, late 80s or early yeah, 90s. Yeah, it did.
0: 89. 89 okay. for Last Crusade.
1: So let's let's talk about Last Crusade. Sean Connery. Yes. Right? Showing up in that one as Indiana Jones' dad. That That movie had a different feel to it. It did. It did. It got a lot more campy. Yeah,
0: a lot more campy. A lot more silly. Although I'll tell you, I still use that scene at the end. The uh, only a penitent man will pass, and he figures out he needs to duck and 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 uh, and kneel to get through that thing. Right. I still use that with uh, that little clip to to give a sense of what it means to be penitent to uh, to Mm -hmm. our confirmation
1: classes. Like it, that part holds up, and it's. We named the dog Indy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, right? Like, yeah. I love Sean Connery and, and the two of them on screen was, was great. That's also when we got to see Joaquin Phoenix, like, or not Joaquin river Phoenix, right. Right. As young Indiana Jones, which spawned a young Indiana Jones show, which man, we're not talking about. Um, but it was, it was okay, but it was too different to be on par with the first two and Correct. thank god we yeah, don't have agreed. to talk about what came after that yeah i still haven't seen that one yeah don't bother yeah uh they're doing another one i know like why just stop because apparently you just need some money well um sometimes i'm sure it'll make some money i'm sure uh it, there was something else i was thinking of. oh we can't talk about the 80s without talking about uh back to the future oh gosh right yes yeah that was on my list too yeah yeah back to the the future speaking of like special effects like they really kind of started you know trying to make movies that they could put those special effects into because they really seemed to capture the attention michael j fox was a pretty decent name um christopher lloyd was great as doc brown the crazy thing about that like christopher
0: lloyd like is so his, his age is so indeterminable like he could yes. he could be 40
1: he could be 80 he could be anything in between i thought he was 80 when they made that movie right yeah and apparently yeah. he is just now 80 It's crazy i don't get it um but that movie you know when i was a kid that movie was fun from beginning to end
0: yeah absolutely
1: it was great i had so much fun with that movie um back to the future 2 is that still in the... And 3. It is. Are those Back to all Future fall two. In the 80s?
0: So Back to the Future 85, Part 2, 89. And so okay. 3... Oh, and 3 right away again in 90. So,
1: Okay. So 2, and we've talked about this. There are some people who love 2. It's yes, like there's
0: some people who think it's fantastic.
1: I didn't I'm not among that. them. No. I mean, I watched it at the time. I was like, oh... Uh, well, it's okay, yeah. but yeah, not not like something I was like thrilled with, yeah, at all. But the first one was really good. Yeah, the first one was was fantastic. Was very entertaining. Holds up, like holds up well. A lot of these movies that we enjoyed from back then have actually held up well over time. Like Predator, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Star Wars. A lot of these have held up, even like the campy horror movies from like the 80s have held up better than some of the stuff that rolled out after that. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, not everything, of course, like we have no
0: better and different and better sensibilities about uh, people of color and how to treat women on screen and like not so much about, oh, the woman's in distress and that's going to be the thing that, you know, there's just different ways of we have better understanding of how to approach some of those things from a story standpoint and how to depict them on screen. But all those movies we just mentioned, like you watch them and you, they, you can still be entertained by them, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, Ghostbusters. Um, and, and of course, the second Alien movie, Aliens. Mm-hmm. James Cameron. That was another one of those. Just fantastic. And has held up. Do The special yeah. effects look a little wonky-ish today. Yes. Sure. But- yeah, of course. Of course they do, because we're yeah. now so used to like these beautiful CGI, like crafted effects that, you know, back then, I don't know if everybody remembers watching stuff around like how they did space stuff back then, but it was all models. Yeah. Like everything was models and explosions, like based off of like these plastic models. That's pretty amazing when you think about it, right? It is and uh, time
0: consuming and labor intensive. Like
1: yeah, those movies used to take like forever to make. Right. Like you'd hear about them starting to make something and then five, six years later, they finally were able to finish it. Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like we're gonna start making it and it'll be done tomorrow. <laughs> I trying I'm to think of it. there was there was something else. There was another like Oh, look this one up because I'm curious when this one okay. this is one that did not hold up. I have two more. Okay. Uh, the Last Starfighter.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Was that an 80s movie? If oh, so, yeah, it was like that was, early yeah,
0: 84, 80s. man. 84. 84.
1: All right. So Last Starfighter is one that I remember seeing in the movie theater with my dad. Um, my dad, my sister, and I went and saw Last Starfighter. And I thought Oh, this is so cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Have you watched it in recent years? No, I have not. Yeah. Those special effects did not hold oh, up. Oh, okay. I mean, in, in like far beyond anything else you could see. Like, they are bad. The story, <laughs> though, is still a ton of fun. Yeah. But the special effects are so bad now that it, it's almost hard to get past.
0: But the storyline about that is what I like the idea that, Oh, if, if you're really, if you're good enough at this video game, it could mean that you really could save the world.
1: Yes. And I immediately started playing a lot of video games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think the downfall to that movie was it leaned into the video game thing pretty heavy and, uh, and as a result, like I think they used at the time video game graphics for all the special effects uh, to try and go that route, and it just like you can tell it's like watching a video game from the '80s at certain points. Um, but that was that was one of those that was a ton of fun as a kid, like yeah. just a ton of fun. And then the the last one that I I wanted to bring up as I dominate this portion of the conversation, sorry. Okay. Um, when did the first Dune come out?
0: Oh, I want to say
1: 84. Let's see. I, 84 had a run then. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, 84. Man, 84 had a run of movies. Yeah. Wow. Um, that is one of those that I can still watch today. It is long right yeah it's long but i i still like it i also was a fan of the most recent dune movie i know we talked about like a lot of people are like i didn't care for it or you know it just seemed slow and boring but um there was something about that first first dune movie for me that even today like i can watch i usually have to watch it in two sittings now sure yeah it's a long long movie and you know the new
0: one the new one's better I mean I know I'm pretty sure I gave that a whelmed uh yeah ranking uh at the time and you can go back and listen to our review of of Dune in episode number I don't know what 11 I don't know something like wherever it was but you can find it um it looks amazing I think there's so many good characters there and it's I mean it's I think it's better than the original it just it didn't quite it didn't move me the way I wanted it to.
1: Right. Yeah. You had high
0: expectations going in. Yeah. All right. I've got one more from the eighties and this what was not got? a franchise at all, but having just uh recently seen um Top Gun Maverick, like I'm going to go with my favorite Val Kilmer movie and that would be real genius.
1: Ooh, real genius is hilarious. I
0: love that movie so much. It's to me so funny. And, uh, <laughs> And so dumb and ridiculous, but I don't care. It's so good. I still love, I still use the line too, like that. <laughs> Laszlo, like, why is he going to our closet? I don't know. Why do you go into our closet? To get my clothes. But that's not why he goes into our, into my closet. <laughs> of course not. He's twice your size. Your clothes would never fit him. You're supposed to be a genius. Thinks a Guy that big can wear his clothes. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> It's there's so,
1: so many great moments in it's that movie so
0: weird and probably dumb and stupid and i haven't watched it for a long time but oh my gosh it's just the when idea used, of like the science nerds like being transcendent in a way like yes
1: and saving the world right and like they get the laser that sh- shoots down into the to the dean's house and it's right. filled with jiffy popcorn Pop.
0: like how is, how how benign is that? How like just yeah. fun and silly? And here's the prank we're gonna play. Here's how we're gonna get back at you. We're gonna fill your house with popcorn. Like so that's good. just.
1: Or when they Spoiler put the alert. little receiver is- in his teeth.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. Right.
1: <laughs> and this is God. God. And quit <laughs> and touching <it> yourself. Yourself. <gasps> it really is. God. It is God. I never forgot that line. Never <laughs> forgot that line. Um. So good. So before before we officially wrap up because you brought it up, uh, Top Gun. yeah right Top Gun was it was from the 80s like super popular. Uh, it hooked me with all the F14 um, you know flight scenes and everything else. It has some iconic lines that, that come out of it. I know you said you you watched it again before going to see the new one Maverick. Yeah. Yep. And said it didn't hold up yeah Probably not as well not great not great i mean
0: obviously the the action scenes are still terrific and and tom cruise is as magnetic as as ever uh you can't take your eyes off of him right uh, it is interesting like our actually you know the one of the first things our son notices that like oh he got tom cruise got his teeth fixed between the uh, <laughs> top gun and uh, and maverick <laughs> Like, there you go i don't blame
1: him like way to go josh yeah. to, like good eye buddy good yeah. eye yeah i don't blame him, man like the only yeah. i'd love to go get all my teeth like, fixed right that would be yeah. wonderful and fun yeah
0: i mean i think uh we you know we could probably do a whole pod on uh on on a review of that movie but uh i think somebody else said this i think it was lawrence holmes on the radio here that it take it takes all the stuff you liked about the original cuts out all the like awful macho like misogynist kind of stuff and then and then adds to it and so that the new one to me was like the best of the of the old without the worst of the old and with some new good like i would thoroughly enjoyed it i was way it was way more emotional than i ever expected like i thought it, it was very effective I, well I still done.
1: gotta watch that. i still haven't gone to see it yet and what? i love to oh, yeah i love to the original <clears throat> and, I, and i'm gonna say like i know we've got you know there's there's a lot of talk about like the misogynist aspects of our culture that we've got to we've got to work on Um, and we do and and it exists I'm still a dude at like in a lot of ways yeah you know and it was one of the things that as I go back and I revisit some of these movies that I find ridiculous and thoroughly entertaining at the same time which is the level of machismo that exists in some of these movies right? right like there's and it's part of what I do enjoy about comics as well as there's times like I love seeing strong women in comics you know yeah. that's that's fantastic to me like Captain Marvel's wonderful uh Wonder Woman has always been like amazing to me um the boys like Queen Maeve really came into her own this season which was great but like the there's still that like part of me right where you see Arnold Schwarzenegger and predator with like all jacked and big muscles. And you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And maybe machismo is a better word for the, the sort of, the the parts of, of, uh, of Top Gun that, that don't hold up as well. Yeah. Because I would Um,
1: say like the machismo aspect of it was, it could be super cheesy. Yeah. Right yeah right yeah. like super cheesy at times like you go back and you watch like we talked about with predator where he's like shaving with the giant buoy yeah, knife. right right yeah, right yeah. that's that's machismo where you're like dude that's ridiculous why yeah. don't you just have a little razor <laughs> like, <if laughs> or why are you you're...
0: or why are you shaving in the jungle that's really the question right like <laughs> what do you, like, what do you to think's
1: gonna happen right you, like yeah. why are you you're just being like over the top like yeah badass to be over the top badass like the line from jesse ventura dude like i'll never forget that one i ain't got time to bleed yeah. like, <laughs> okay buddy like rambo was another example from the 80s of like just over the top like testosterone right driven. yeah we didn't like, even talk about that like the orig- was i think first blood might have come out in the
0: 70s though that might was that 79 i'd have to look
1: oh i don't know look because that was really based on you know the idea that uh john rambo was a green beret from vietnam who came back and was really struggling it was an interesting story that wasn't oh gosh just- that was way wrong 82
0: Okay, for first Blood. so you had,
1: you had you had the first Rambo movie, and then yeah. First Blood, which came out like, like afterwards, which was you know a little bit different. It was it wasn't as I think emotionally story driven as the first Rambo, because the first Rambo really had that idea of like Vietnam vet who yeah. is lost and yeah. wandering, and and they really did. If you think about it, and that first Rambo movie really tackled a tough situation, Agreed. a tough topic during yeah. that time frame. The second Rambo movie was like, let's put on some weight and uh, we're just going to do dude things and
0: just kill everybody. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah just and just him kill him everybody. That's, right. That's what I remember. That's
0: the only thing I remember about two and three. But yeah, that first one, you know, today we would say he had PTSD.
1: Probably. Yeah, right. Exactly. We right, didn't he got have the 100%. language for that
0: at the time. But exploring that idea of it long before we had the language of it. or Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Maybe maybe military folks did. But at least. In the general public, the idea of PTSD
1: was not yet yeah. a thing, and, and yeah, I think I don't know if back then it was labeled as PTSD. I don't. I'd be curious to see when that kind of that language actually evolved and came about. Yeah. Um, but before we sign off, we can't forget the Rocky movies came out during the eighties too, yeah. and definitely the first Rocky was in the seventies. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right because Rambo came out after. Yeah, the- seventy six. Rocky wow, was seventy six. No what about yeah. the second Rocky movie? uh rocky 279 hold on when did rocky 4 come out 85 man all right so let's 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 take that one yeah because honestly that's the one i remember the most
0: yeah oh gosh that's the one i remember the most frankly and which is sort of sad but you know 85 was right in my wheelhouse for if he
1: dies he dies he
0: dies he dies yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah
1: Well, and so three had to come out earlier in the, in the eighties. Right. And I remember yeah. Mr. T clubber right. Lang like hits right. Mickey, Mickey dies. Like yeah. rock goes through his whole, like horrible thing. <gasps> yeah. Three was 82. Yeah. Dude. I just remembered karate kid came out. Oh crazy. gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like talking about the montage thing. Like maybe. Me- <laughs> yes. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I- Right. Yeah. The 80s really nailed that montage, like training, like absolutely aspect of everything. You couldn't like, have an they, 80s movie without a montage. Real genius not, had a montage. Everything had a montage. Yeah. Yeah. So many things had montages that uh the guys from South Park, when they made um, I don't remember the the puppet movie. Anyway, like they made there was an entire scene in there. It's like we need a montage to get through the like whatever it was, and yeah. the whole song was like nothing but a montage, and it, <laughs> and it was literally a montage. But then it you realize like Rocky Four really nailed that montage aspect, oh, yeah. though, right? And it was so great. Like he's like pulling, he's out in the snow, yeah, like yep, yep, yep. lifting boulders and like throwing things around, and you've Running got Ivan Drago boots in the snow, and yeah, oh, man, and. Like, that end fight in Rocky Four, that was legit. Yeah. Like, that, that was legit. But Karate Kid, Karate Kid, and Karate Kid 2 came out in the 80s as well. I know that for a fact. And Karate Kid 2 was not as good as Karate Kid 1. Um, Karate it Kid wasn't...
0: 84, Karate Kid 2 86.
1: Yeah. Karate Kid 3 like,
0: 89. So we got three of them in the
1: 80s. Oh, I don't remember Karate Kid 3 at all.
0: Which was the one where they were they like they went to Okinawa?
1: Was that yeah, two? that was Karate Kid 2
0: with the like the, yeah. the drum
1: thing? The drum thing, yeah. Um and it was okay, but it wasn't as good. Like Karate Kid one was amazing, like from beginning to end, and gave me my first like screen crush in Elizabeth's shoe. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Man. So the '80s produced some pretty like legit stuff. Some of it held up well over time. Some, some of, it of it did not. not.
0: Some of it we're still living with, right? With Cobra Kai and uh, oh and yeah, Predator and yeah,
1: yeah. The, and some of those some things haven't. Endured... We don't have like when
0: was the last time you had a wacky comedy like Real Genius or Forty Airplanes, dude?
1: Some of that stuff has endured forty years. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. If crazy. those actors are still coming back for those roles in forty years downsized dude you are clearly like in need of some money management skills um (laughs) oh but we love the 80s we grew up in the 80s you and i
0: were teenagers in the 80s less than even yeah yeah became teenagers in the 80s Yep. like grew up in the 80s like it's that's our wheelhouse it's our wheelhouse crazy pants all right folks thanks for uh sticking with us on this uh little bit of a side trail of a journey from our usual stuff uh we hope you enjoyed it if not let us know if you did enjoy it let us know that too we'd love to hear from you what uh what'd we miss what did we leave out what 80s movies uh are your favorites what 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 did we what should we talk about or well we don't want to talk about but what would you, what would you have brought up as, kevin costner uh, as top 80s movies yeah we did not bring up kevin costner that's a shame yeah i've been watching yellowstone we've been watching yellowstone we're start, finally started. finally i know yeah finally
1: all right yeah. we'll talk about that in a different yeah. thing.
0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Uh, tune in next time when hopefully we have an interview with comic creator Ruben, but no promises. Or we review weird. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, one of those two. Yep, for sure. So uh, we'll hope you're, you stick around. Thanks for being here for this episode and we'll, until next time, true believers.
1: Bye. Bye, guys.